Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. I'm Kenzie Benali. And Anfield continues to be a rather unhappy hunting ground for Southampton, losing 4-0 away to Liverpool. Now here to discuss all of the action from the match is the return of Dean Hammond and Adam Leach. Adam, we'll come to you first. It was a bit of a tough watch at times. What did you make of the game? Yeah, it was a bit tough, Steve, because, um, yeah, it could have... It could have been worse, actually. Um, I mean, you're playing a top team. Liverpool are a great team. They've got great players. And, and you know, you have to take that into account and, and accept that that is the way the Premier League is. These top teams, they have amazing world-class talent. And you have to have an absolutely perfect day if you're going to get anything from them. Saints didn't have a perfect day today. Defensively, there were some soft goals conceded. The Dean spoke before the game about the importance of taking a chance or two if you get it. They did have a chance or two. They squandered them. Um, and you can't do that because of you know, key moments in the game, potentially, where you could change the momentum slightly. They didn't They didn't take the opportunities, the, the rare opportunities they created. And if you don't, you make defensive errors and you, you don't take the odd chance you get, then you're going to get well beaten by the, the top teams. And that's just... The way it goes. Um, the change of formation didn't work. Um, for me, uh, I know we'll get into this, I'm sure, a bit later, but less about the defence probably and more about the, the three at the front. Uh, just didn't really work at all. Um, so a lot for Ralph to consider, I think, but but I, I, I don't like saying this, but in the end, second half, they, they did at least keep the score down. Um, they got a couple of players off the pitch ready for the two big home games. And really, these next two home games coming up are the big ones, bigger than Liverpool, because it was always going to be a challenge, even if you play really well, to have got anything from that. Yeah, Dean, I know we spoke before the game about the need to take chances. Adam addressed it there. But was it simply a case of just being undone by a Liverpool team full of quality? Yeah, I think so, Steve. I think you just have to um, appreciate that. Um, it's, look, there's no disgrace in losing um, to Liverpool 4-0 at Anfield. It happened to Arsenal last week and they're fifth in the league. So there is a golfing class. Um, like Adam said, Southampton had some moments today, some opportunities. Would that have got them a result? Probably not. Um, I just thought Liverpool were very, very good. Um, Attacking-wise, such a threat. Uh, got pace, got power, uh, very dynamic and were ruthless with their opportunities and, and potentially could have had more. So it's a difficult afternoon. It's one of those games you have to put to bed, unfortunately. You have to move on from it. The change of shape, like Adam said, didn't quite work. I could I could kind of understand what they were trying to do, if I'm honest, because there was moments where it did work, where I think playing three at the back, Southampton were trying to be really, really brave. Ralph was trying to be brave and kind of leave three on three at the back, potentially, and trying to press the ball high up and instead of trying to stop the, the high-quality players of Liverpool, just prevent the ball getting to them. But unfortunately, when you break that press and you do get past them, then you're, you're three on three and you're playing against world-class players who produce quality. So, And attacking-wise, I just looked at it and with a, a better final ball, with a bit more quality, I think there could have been even more opportunities. There was times where... Brower got on the ball, could have turned. There was times where Shea Adams, with a, a little bit more awareness, could have taken one less touch and slipped the ball through. Because I thought Adam Armstrong actually worked really hard today and made some really, really good runs. Had a couple of opportunities himself. Um, but it's one of those games you've got to look at and go, Liverpool, the better team, deserve the three points, and you move on to more important games coming up in the week. 
Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. And the noise ramps up here at Anfield. Now, now that's a lovely ball from Liverpool. Pulled back by Robertson. And it's taken Mo Salah no time at all. That's Jota's goal, is it? It looked like Salah for all money, Dave. Three kick to Liverpool midway inside the Saints half on the left. Free header, 2-0. And having got up off the floor, the offside flag has gone up and denied Sadio Mane. And then they give it away, Liverpool, from that throw. It's terrible. And Brozier suddenly driving towards the penalty area. He's got behind Canate by Alisson. And Alisson rushes off to the edge of his six-yard box and makes a great save. And Alexander-Arnold gets it to Salah. And Salah's in the box up against Salisu. Gets a return ball. Clever one from Henderson. Squares it. That's 2-0. And Jota will not score an easier goal all season. Headed away once more by Adams. But Thiago's first to react. Gets a shot. Deflects. 3-0 Liverpool. It's a bit fortunate. But you make your own luck. Yeah. And then it goes in. And that is number four for Liverpool. And Virgil van Dijk gets the celebrations from the corner. Good flick on by Brozier. That's more like it. Teller picks it up. Teller on the right. Low ball across the penalty. Should be 4-1. Armstrong gets the second bite. First shot he messed up. And Andre Mariner brings the game to an end. Uh, Adam, you said that there was some soft goals conceded there. What did go wrong for Southampton defensively in that first half? Well, I think Dean, Dean summed it up nicely there, Kenzie. The, the fact that they, they did try and press. Uh, they did leave themselves quite exposed at times. Um, playing the three as well. It's a difficult learning environment for, for the three centre-halves in, in the, the heat of the of Anfield and against that quality. Um, Liverpool were very clever the way they play as well. They're very, uh, very dynamic team. Um, and I think at times you could see some of the centre-halves weren't sure whether to stick or twist in terms of should they step out and press? Should they hold back a little bit? And they got called out a couple of times where they, they stepped out when they shouldn't have done. Uh, and they just left a gap that somebody from Liverpool, uh, somebody from Liverpool was running into. And they've got the quality to pick out those players. I think for me, uh, what what really didn't... I mean, obviously defensively there were some soft goals, but you're playing top players. What really didn't work for me was the three up front. I think looking at it, what as Dean said, what Ralph was trying to do was cut off supply. And I think that that's you know, potentially quite a good move, especially with Liverpool's fullbacks are so, are so good and so attacking and, and Alexander-Arnold with the kind of deep balls that, that he can put in is, is a, always a real threat. So if you can stop that source, then you're doing well. However, I think the the choice of the, the three he picked was probably the problem because they all were gathering relatively centrally. Perhaps if he'd have played a, a wide, a naturally wide player, even if it was a midfielder rather than a striker, that may have been a little more effective. Um, and I think that the fact they didn't really cut out the supply and then they ended up either outnumbered or, you know, at least, as Dean said, three on three, really against the quality they were playing against, it was inevitable that the goals were going to follow. Dean, another thing we spoke about before the match was Ralph changing the, the timings of his substitutions. He did make two changes at half time. How do you feel they influenced the game? Well, I think it was a sensible decision, Steve, to be honest. And I think from past experiences and experiences of last season, 
Um, like I say, it was sensible. You know, Bednarek was on a yellow card and kind of uh, walking a bit of a tightrope because the, the attacking players, he didn't want to go down to 10 men. Um, obviously, with the 9-0 last season against Manchester United, you know, you don't want that to happen again because that can really affect you. So I thought it was pretty clever from and an intelligent decision from the manager to go back to, you know, a familiar structure, a familiar shape um, and what the players are used to, really. Um, and it did, you know, Liverpool was still in control of the game. They kind of slowed the game down. The game was won, you know, 3-0 at half-time. Southampton, realistically, you're probably not going to score three goals at Anfield and Liverpool are potentially going to go score more. So sensible decision with the games coming up. Um, but you look at the game, I think the fourth goal defensively from a set piece, you've got to be disappointed because there's not great movement. It's not a fantastic delivery. It's just that little bit of detail and lack of concentration again. And Adam Armstrong, the second half had a brilliant opportunity, you know, a fantastic pass from Nathan Teller, comes to Adam Armstrong and doesn't connect right with his left foot, which you think he would take. So I don't think the game was like that, but you could look, it could have always been one in the second half, even though the game was won and, and Liverpool kind of dropped down a couple of gears. But sensible decision from the manager. And I think past experiences has taught him that, and that's good because that's shown a progression as a team and as a manager. And that's, I suppose, one positive from, from the game today. Well, Adam, what did you make of that change of shape and how that impacted the second half? I think it was a, a wise decision. You've you've got to be you've got to be pragmatic. I think if you're a Premier League manager, you're not a manager of one of the the real big teams. Uh, they are always chasing wins, no matter what situation they're in. If you're a manager of one of the the big clubs, you're you're going for the win, no matter what the scoreline says at that point in time. If you're a manager of a team like Southampton, you have to be pragmatic, and what you don't want. Is and we've unfortunately seen it a couple of times under Ralph. Is for the scoreline to run away and cause you know cause you problems that you've got to deal with, you know, in terms of you, with your players and their mentality, uh, I guess, and their reaction to to getting basically hammered. Uh, um, so I think kind of that damage limitations a sensible option. And as Dean said, going to the um, the formation that's tried and trusted is is a very sensible move. I guess the question. So that will inevitably be asked to Ralph is, was it actually sensible to deviate from a formation which you understand and the players understand so well for a game against such a high quality team as Liverpool? And, and I think that that's, a, I'm sure, that's a question Ralph is going to be asked and that he will have to explain and answer. We said before the game it was a bold selection um, in terms of the formation. Uh, it didn't work out really for them and they ended up back in the other formation and they looked much better for it the players understand the other formation um the 4-2-2-2 so uh, I think we'll probably see uh more of that rather than than the experiment of the three centre halves again from now on now a lot of fans were calling to see Armando Brozier in the starting lineup before the game Kenzie you read out some comments from fans wanting the same thing Dean how did he do for you today and and what is the what's the lad still got to learn I think he did okay, Steve. There was there was moments, you know, his one-on-one in the first half, his um, good anticipation to, to um, beat the defender to the ball. He showed, and showed um, pace and power um, to, to get past the Liverpool defence. And then just a little bit of awareness. Does he does he take the shot a little bit earlier or does he try and find a, another Southampton player in the box? But he, he did okay. You know, he's, he's very powerful in his running. He's a young player that's, that's learning his trade, really. He's on loan from Chelsea, so he has 
really good ability. I think he's had an impact since he's come to the football club. Um, he scored some goals and he, he looked a threat. Now things he can he can work on his his uh, his movement. You know he was offside a few times, so his timing of his movement, um, his awareness. You know sometimes probably took one or two many touches and could have got himself turned around and and and, and laid someone else in. Um, but that is part of his development and he will learn that. And the more he plays, the more he'll get comfortable with that. But he is definitely a threat and he's got all the attributes to be a good player because he's a really, really good size physically, but he's quick as well. And he's, he's a powerful runner and um, he looks like he can finish as well. Even the the opportunity where he was offside and the, the linesman again should have put his flag up, but they played on and um, he could have scored there. So he gets into areas that, that causes problems for defenders and ask the defenders questions, which is what you want from your striker. But I'm sure there's more to come from him and he'll, he'll continue to progress as the season moves forward. Most definitely. Well, Adam, uh, Roman Perro was preferred at left-back over Carl Walker-Peters today. How did he do for you? Well, I think what we learned is that he's probably a more natural left-back than a left wing-back. Uh, I don't think that, that necessarily... Uh, I don't think he did badly, but uh, I don't think that he looked as comfortable in that role. Uh, as it, as he does a, as a left back, I think it's an intriguing battle, really. Those two, uh, Walker Peters and Perro, fighting for that spot because Perro obviously is a much more natural left back. Uh, Walker Peters is just an excellent player who can adapt himself to play at left back uh, as well as right back. So, um, I, I mean, personally, I, I te- it's a difficult one because maybe Walker Peters perhaps has a tiny bit extra in terms of quality and maybe a bit of pace that, that Perro perhaps lacks slightly, but I tend to prefer the players playing in, in their natural positions. I, I think that generally you have a tighter team, uh, a more effective team when, when the players, when players are, you've got round pegs and round holes effectively. Um, I think Perro probably has done enough to to suggest that he'll play at least one of the next two games i wouldn't be surprised if ralph shuffles things around a little bit um and, and tries to freshen things up but, but Perro hasn't played much recently so he should be relatively fresh he did okay uh you know re- reasonably well but i think yeah i guess if you're looking for defensive positives probably the fact that we saw that lianco and and salasu could form a pairing and, and looked okay together. I think when they when they played as in the centre half as part of a four was was quite encouraging. Um, as Dean said, Benarek rightly taken off on that yellow card. I, th- I think it was a real tightrope for him. But then the the pair that were left did really well as well. So I think that that's um, that's a that is a defensive positive to take from today. Dean, it was all looking uh, rosy before the international break, wasn't it? Three wins from four. Now it's two defeats on the bounce and, and 14th in the league. What are we, a third of the way through the season? Where where do you assess or how do you assess where Saints are right now? I think probably where you would expect maybe Southampton to be, to be honest, Steve. If you look at the league, it's very, very tight. I think I was looking at it five points from, from relegation, but two two points from 10th, three points from four points from eighth. So it's... It's really, really tight. And if I think Southampton this season have put some fantastic performances in. Um, like you mentioned, the run they went on, um, performances and results, which is important. Uh, the defensive side of the, the team has really improved, which was a thing we spoke about last season. So that's progress. Um, I think if you ask the manager, if you ask the players, I think they'd like to score more goals. Um, but there's opportunities where the team could have scored more goals. So 
there's a hidden positive there, if that makes sense. And if you look at all the fixtures and the results, there's probably only a couple of disappointments this season. You'd look at last week against Norwich. That's a disappointment, a result where you probably expect a little bit more, a win, if not a draw. Say you won that game, then you're going to be eighth, ninth in the league. And we'd be talking very, very differently. So they're not far away. They're really, really not. But that middle part of the Premier League is really, really tight. And I think that's where Southampton will be competing this season. And, and that's good because there's some huge teams in this in the Premier League and it's such a difficult um, division. Um, but Southampton has shown some consistent this season. I think there's been a run of games where they've drawn four, lost a couple, won three, drawn one, lost a couple. So it's just about continuing that during the season and they'll be more than fine. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hassenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Ralph, always a very, very difficult place to come, but an uphill task became an almost impossible task within two minutes of kickoff today. Yes, it was not a perfect start for us, if you want. Um, and also the first half was uh, not what we what we wanted to play and how we can play. And uh, yeah, we had uh, definitely not the right uh, game plan today in the first half. It was not possible man-oriented against this team to defend. This was, uh, if you want, uh, uh, absolutely my fault that I, that I sent them with this way of playing football on the pitch. But uh, second half we changed to our normal behaviour and this was okay. I think second half we, we con- could control them a little bit better. We had our chances also today, if you want, uh, a few really good ones. But we cannot score here. Uh, this is uh, a little bit disappointing, but in the end, uh, if you want to have a chance here, you have to have a better start than we haven't. What were the problems that perhaps the shape of the team created today? Yeah, it was very man-oriented and you could see that the individual quality is not possible to defend for us. We had When you're not super brave and you go there one against one, even there it's, it's hard because they are super quick and, and players are super quick. And, uh, in the second half, we had played our ball-oriented shape, and this is this is more helpful. Even there, you cannot defend everything, but it was better. Uh, well, it's on to Leicester next on Wednesday. We return to action here at St Mary's. Adam, how are you feeling ahead of that one? What are your thoughts? Well, I do feel there's a couple of big games now coming back to St Mary's for Saints. Um, they, as Dean, as Dean rightly said, they're they're in this sort of position now where where you feel like the season that over the next few weeks could go either way for them you know a few a, a bad few weeks and they will be you know ahead just above water I imagine uh a good few weeks and you're really optimistic all of a sudden I think you're, you're looking onwards and upwards and a and top half finish is not out of the question but it's kind of coming to crunch time now and these are two games Leicester are, a good team who obviously are not having a great season by their standards. Um, so there's there's opportunities there. Uh, Brighton have obviously done a good job so far. I think everybody would agree with that. But they're, they're far from unbeatable, far from it, especially for Saints at St Mary's. So it's a big couple of games. They're basically playing teams that are sort of in and around them and are going to be thinking similar things to they are in terms of the rest of their season. So they're big the two big matches coming up now, I think. Um, and they're, they are going to be pretty crucial in defining the rest of the season. I mean, my large concern about Saints still remains, where are the goals coming from? Are they going to score enough goals this season? I think defensively, generally, if you look, they're, they're doing pretty good. They're doing okay. I'm not, I'm not desperately concerned about that end, even though they've conceded four today, they're playing a great team. 
I think that the issue really for them remains, how are they going to score enough goals? Are they going to score enough goals to be pushing on up the table? Or, you know, I, I can't see them really struggling badly, but are they just going to get stuck in that lower mid table just because they can't score enough goals to sort of fire themselves away in, in the tight matches against teams around them? Uh, and I think that's what's going to be crucial. So hopefully we'll see some goals in the next couple of games from Saints and, and a couple of wins, which I think really could be a big launch pad for them if they can get them. Yeah, it is a couple of big games coming up. A couple of Dean Hammond derbies, you could call them. Uh, first up, it is Leicester in midweek. So, yeah, Dean, what are your thoughts ahead of that one? I think it's a it's a very winnable game against Leicester. I've watched a lot of um, Leicester this season. Uh, defensively, they are vulnerable, very vulnerable. The confidence within the team to keep a clean sheet um, is just not there. Um, defensively, from set pieces as well, they're, they're vulnerable. So... Again, a little bit like we spoke today, Southampton are going to get opportunities against Leicester. And it is, Adam's touched on it, it's taking those opportunities and, and being ruthless. And that can make a huge difference in this league because you don't get five, six chances in a game. You may get one, two, three at, at most, and you need to convert them. So Leicester are a good team. They've got some good players. They had a good result in Europe um, during the week, played very, very well against Walsall, dominated that game. Um, but they can be beaten and they're, yeah, they're in the transition period, Leicester, a little bit and they haven't quite found their form yet. So I think it's a very winnable game on Wednesday for Southampton. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, well, Dean, Adam, a joy to have you with us as always. Thank you so much for your input and thank you to everyone who's watched along on both Saints Live and the final whistle. As we've mentioned, it is a big week ahead, but it's Leicester up first on Wednesday at St Mary's Stadium. We'll be live from 6.15 on Saints Live, so make sure you join us then. See you later. <laughs>